welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam, the, uh, uh, what's, he wasn't called David Duchovny, that's bloody... David Hasselhoff. I'm going to, <laughs> I was going X-Files there. Well, I've a bit of Liam, li- Double David. <laughs> Liam, the David Hasselhoff Morgan, because fully fledged lifeguard, obviously, and, um... He's been singing out on the beach, helping out with lifeguard championships and looking Where pretty we? ripped. And <laughs> you look like a lifeguard now, dude. Hey, listen, I'm going to say you, something, right? Yeah. And this is a compliment to our North Coast cousins on uh, in this beautiful county of Devon, which has accepted me into its bosom as an incomer. <laughs> nice. And the Devon nice bosom it, is dude. an ample one because uh, the fresh air and food down here is pretty epic. Um, but... The North Coast boys, to sort of misquote uh, some sort of Beach Boy song, they're a buff old lot. They're a bit like you, Will, up there. They're 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 they like they're made of stern stuff. Some of those boys. So I did feel like a sort of micro version <laughs> at some at points. <laughs> but hey, you know hey, they're, no. they're younger than me, some of them, and a lot fitter. But no, we we had the surf life saving championships for our county, um, which uh, you know. I do get involved in a little bit with coaching, and I'm pleased to say that over two days, both our youth and nipper team did really, really well. It's really cool. The dude. only thing missing from it was a bit of Barton Lynch commentary, because BL is a legend, and yeah. thank God he's he's got his own thing coming up where he's commentating on the WSL, I think. Yeah, called he, the Stoked he, Bloke Channel. He he's right up there as one of the best commentators because he's. I think what it is with him is he sort of he's happy being vulnerable. And that sounds like a bit of a oversimplification, oversimplification of uh, you know what he's up to when he's doing it. But when you listen to him speak, he um, he'll he'll quite happily go to quite a deep story about someone or something, and then marry it with yeah. with something really lighthearted and funny. So he's 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 pretty unique like that. I think most commentators stay really within their comfort zones, but he's actually I like how he. You want to know says some... what he is really on his mind, basically. He does, he's, and that's why because he's infectious and he's authentic. Yeah, that's, uh, it, that's it. We that's could it. be the Barton Lynch uh, fanboy club here, which we, which we <laughs> are. But here's the thing: he follows us now as well. I, there you go. And uh, and the the other thing with him, and th- th- this always why I kind of I find his sort of Stoke machine infectiousness kind of magnetic is um, he is. Like you will, he's, he seems genuinely happy for other people's joy, happiness, and success. And I think that's kind of unique characteristic yeah. in someone um, yeah. to really sort of shine the light on other people's uh, talents and skills, even when you're the kind of surfing legend that BL is, you know. So there you go. He but, does do that. He does it really well. I think people who are pretty happy tend to be pretty happy for others. And that was that Harvard University study that I, that really, sort of took my breath away years and years ago when I was researching for my book I was just looking at all these happiness studies and positive psychology and all these things and um and that's what I love about by the way just on that segue on on that topic of positive psychology being a branch within psychology that gets so much uh more time and money and energy put into it today than ever was before because what happened for many, many, many years in terms of psychological research was it was all on what's wrong with people and why. And eventually, 
Martin, Martin Seligman is, is one. He's famous for the positive uh, psychology movement. But eventually in the 70s, 80s, quite a few authors started going and researchers started going, well, hang on a second. We're, all we're doing is researching what's wrong with people and why they have these weird tendencies. I say wrong. You know, it's a sort of black and white term. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say. People who, who are suffering mentally. Um, how about we do some research as well on people who are thriving um and then that takes off and it's a really it's amazing it's a complete uh, flip on its head and then what people can then do is they can then read research done on people who thrive yeah and then you can take those lessons and go oh they do this and they have relationship and they eat healthy food and they have hobbies and community and a sense of purpose and they do this and they, they have flow experience in work and they, so on so on so on and you go oh god okay maybe i could start integrating these habits and yeah. This is this is what we then also call the self-help movement as well. It came around the same time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people really poo-poo it because it's, oh, it's a, so cheesy, it's American, and it's really, you know, it's over the top. And, and as, as Brits, dry Brits, you know, it can be quite a lot for, for British people to handle. Um, well, but... Yeah, and the cynicism around it is always like, well, they're selling you something, they're making you making money out of it. But let me tell you, there's more people selling you stuff by making you feel that something wrong with you yeah. than those people who make you feel like you're all right and the stuff you're facing Correct. is just human and it's part of living on this rock that spins through the universe. So you're like, well, you know, and, and isn't it better to sort of try and focus on those behaviors or activities or lifestyle changes that those who have kind of trying to kind of find that, you know, like your book, Will the Happiness Gap, suggests you go... You know, let's find that. Let's mm. let's look for that stuff rather than nasal gave into the stuff that might be, you know, traumatic or mm -hmm. harsh. Because every, you know, that that to 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 not belittle that. That's there's a sort of there's a seriousness there. But yeah, I like the switch from what's wrong to what's right with the world. Yeah, yeah, and and how how are highly functioning humans yeah. doing that? Yeah. Like Abraham Maslow research. You know, he, he so much of his research was why are some and only very few humans why are they actualizing their authentic selves so what have they removed from their psyche that is allowing them to just move through life with decisions that feel right on the inside and that's a really you know that's a very simple topic but also a very deep and quite complex one as well but not not wanting to branch off too far from that harvard study because where i started with that that segue was this Harvard study was that amongst many, many other indicators, there was one characteristic or, or characteristics. There was one characteristic that stood out in this study that they could see this pattern and trend with all these subjects they had in the study, which was that, that the happiest people that were researched within the study happened to all have the same characteristic, which was this, that they were happy for other people's success yeah. on a genuine level. Because it becomes this thing, well, it's like, it, and I go a bit more spiritual on this personally, which is that if I can't be buzzing for my mate who's just had a sick wave in the surf, how the hell can I expect myself to attract that same thing? It doesn't work. It, 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 for me, it's, it's not how the universe is set up. If you, if you want something, you've got to be the energy that yeah. you want to attract. You have to be the same as it. And we've all had those surfs. There have been a number of surfs in my life and I get humbled to this fucking day, I tell you. 
where if my energy's a bit off and my mindset's a bit off, the, the, the waves just don't come. It's just how it goes. And then there's other times where I'm a bit more lighthearted and I'm super into my mate's way. Oh, go buddy. And you, and there's all that good vibes. And, and it is mostly that, I'll be honest. And then, then, then bang. And then the waves come. Yeah. And it, it switches. And, um, yeah, I think it's just being self-aware in the sea is a, is a real, real big challenge, isn't it? Cause we, I know I, oh my God, I go into these little vortexes, uh, either good and, and challenging, um, of of either the challenging side, which is like, oh God, it's so crowded. Yeah. And oh, that person's in the way and they're riding this kind of equipment that's doing this and they're hogging the waves and this is how, and there's only so many, you know, peaks available and I don't know, whatever, or I'm just low on energy or I'm a bit tired or or I'm not surfing too great. And you go into that vortex sometimes. And it, like I said, it just, you sort of want to go, well, how do you get back to that good vibe? And we've discussed this many times. And I think the first and most important thing is don't try and get back to that good vibe. You have to have the grace to stay in that place where you're just going through a bit of a funky, funky moment, funky vibe, yeah. and breathe through it. That, so it will pass. Not to draw all of my usual, um, sometimes cheese-laden metaphors and all that, but not often, <laughs> is that this is, it is like surfing life, isn't it? So you're not going to get perfect waves every day. And in fact, you probably won't get perfect days, perfect days any day but waves will come and waves will go and some days they'll feel like it's the flattest grayest day on earth and other times it'll feel like it's the sunniest most pumping like wind-free perfect wave that you will ever ever surf in your life and that is ocean and that's land that's how you feel that's the ebb and flow and interesting i was watching a trailer this morning that i think is going to sum it up because he's on doing a tour i only found this out the weekend will jerry lopez is coming to oh, town ooh, jerry lopez yeah oh. but he's not funny for jerry he's not calling in sidmouth he's going to croyd bay <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's where they get there well, that's, that's where they get the a nice mindful town i know old sidmouth you might get the waves up there but there's more mindfulness down here <laughs> Uh, and and what's going to be great is next time we're up there the the irony of people shouting us and saying there's more fucking mindfulness up here in Croy thank you very much you wankers from the lotus position there'll be a mindfulness Uh, fight on the beach (laughs) who's more mindful well listen if we kick your ass we're the more mindful right mindful envy but no Jerry Lopez is coming to promote his uh, new film Um, and you know we've always said Lopez is like Zen master, isn't he, when he talks about surfing being the back door into mindfulness. And that's that's kind of true, but it's also the, it runs along just like life does. Sometimes you get an absolute hiding, sometimes you get the wave of your life. And um, it's it's realizing that that's what's happening and that when you get the hiding, you don't get too down and upset and all of, never never surf again about it. And when you get the wave of your life, you don't get too cocky cocksure and thinking that that's how it's going to be for for here on in absolutely do stay in the middle and as Lao Tzu once said find the balance in everything you do you know don't go over don't go under stay in the middle and the way back to the middle every time for me is is the breath yeah and catching yourself just just catch yourself well catch uh, yourself when you've you've left the moment we we all (laughs) every bloody day leave the moment and then oh there I've gone 
Where was I? Yeah. <laughs> where was my? Where did I go there? Jesus, because it can last quite a long time sometimes. Oh, all right. Breathe. Here we are. We're back. Ah, right. Oh, no. Ah, sanity. Right. You know, present moment. Just come back over and over and over. Um, but I want to go on to also talking about surf lifestyle because this ties in with, with staying in the moment and how important that is around a lot of the barriers that we get as surfers to being able to go surfing. And we discussed this on a number of occasions, but, you know, flat spells and uh, tiredness or sickness and sometimes money, some, you know, obviously lack of time with work or what, family, whatever it might be. And we're going through, well, it, I've had a few surfs this summer, but it's been, it, it's been pretty sparse. I'd say my overall average for the last eight weeks is like a once every 10 to 12 days. 10 yeah, days. same. And... um. The, the the limited surf I have had um, has come. Say, has it come from mostly from the Bristol Wave? No, I haven't been that many times. But I've I've had a fair few uh, Bristol Wave sessions, and there was another one I had uh, after we recorded the last show. Yeah, I think, and I was it was a really really hot. That, yeah, no, it is. I, so we we recorded last show, and I'd been, but I'd been again since in recording since recording uh, before recording this one. And there was a real strong insight I want to share. And it's this preciousness thing that we get as surfers that especially the Bristol Wave, because you know you're going to get roughly 12, roughly 15, roughly 20. By the way, when we say Bristol Wave, this is our wave park. People uh, know by now, it's your your second home. (laughs) Which reminds me of a joke that I might tell if I've got uh, time-ish about uh, that. But go on, carry on. Nice, I want to hear that. Um, And... Yeah, it was, I think it was probably midway through the surf. Um, and I was, you know, having a great, having a great time. This is lovely. And the weather was beautiful. It was so warm and the vibes were really good. And I I, I said in my head, um, just, just go for it. Just absolutely leather this one. And go, what is, what is your, you know, version of, you know, I'm a six foot two male, 93 kilos that, you know, and I'm not the strongest either, you know, not the most flexible as well. So what, what can, what can that kind of male do like down the line of a wave? Is that on your dating profile? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your, you just got that lined up for Tinder? All those words you've just said out loud. (laughs) He's not. Uh, Will's, 90, Will's, Will's wife is like, kilo please mail. get him out of the house. Yeah. You can go on anything. Just get him out. <laughs> he hasn't been surfing for two weeks. <laughs> Not the most flexible. Not that strong either. So limited in... But he has got a moustache. But he has got a moustache. Go on, carry on. I interrupt. And I was being rude. That was very good. No, it's great. I'm loving these. Um, and I did a sort of... I did a manoeuvre down the line that I was kind of really like, okay, that's, that's really cool. Um, it was like a... Going on, it was coming on for sort of like a a layback um, slash thing. Like it's called a drop wallet as well, where you can you just th- you just throw the board out and see if you can land. It's just not an air. It's not. It's not even close to being an air. But it was uh, just just thrown out there. But the thing is with this thing is it's it's I only did it because of my mindset. And the question then becomes, you know, should we or could we? Would it be valuable to bring? certain mindsets into certain surfs when you have a certain goal. Oh, yeah. And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, depending on what it is you're looking to improve. And sometimes for me, like, you know, I I know that, you know, 
big calves, in particular backhand, being a big bloke, uh, it, it, that's my strong point, just those big long calves and power surfing. But, you know, nipping under the lid of a, of a barrel, trying to boost some air, get, getting up the wave v- v- vertically, particularly front side, all these sorts of things, these radical uh, extra bit is, is real weakness, weakness territory for me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's okay, you've got to be able to go, okay, well, th- this is where I'm weak on paper, this is where I'm weak on, in the ocean and start to kind of s- switch your mindset a little bit to say, right, this is my goal. I, I, what, what, how can I flip that and get better? And oh, it's, yeah. it's like, this, it's the stuff on land, it's all the training, but also it's very much mind as well. And that's where, and it was cool. I've never, ever done it. I've, I've never in my surfing life have I done a, a little, it was kind of like, I don't know. Lay, I think a layback, but it probably looked fucking terrible. Well, that's it. That's the point, isn't it? doesn't matter. <laughs> does not matter, if, dude. If it makes you feel, yeah. if it makes you feel like you're Jerry Lopez, then you're Jerry Lopez to you. Well said. And that's all that matters. That's it, that's it. And whatever that is you're doing, if you're kicking a, ball over some posts and you you feel like you're Johnny Wilkinson or you do the best free kick in the world and you feel like Ronaldo it doesn't matter if it makes you feel good and that's how you kind of what, what, how you get out of it and surfing's like that isn't it that's why we always say that there's that dilemma of do you, do you watch it back because you know it always looks worse than it feels uh, for, <laughs> oh, for, for, for us surfers who are um, at the level we're at, and I'm sure even yeah, the pros yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, that Kelly thing that we've been watching, when you watch him, and he doesn't always get manoeuvres right, and he watches them back, and it annoys him too. So, yeah, but it might yeah. feel good at the time. It, watching Kelly Slater in this recent series from Outer Known, his, his brand, yeah. has been a really interesting insight into so much of what we talk about. For sure. Like, unreal, visceral, and fair play. I've got, I've got a real tip of the hat to Kelly Slater for being um showing all sides yep. of himself and I, 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 that's what i'm so impressed with because you're not coming away from watching these um and this is called the um remind me dude this outer noble what are they called there's something it's diaries the, it's the lost tapes or something it's lost tapes bang yeah. nailed it and it's they're not that lost because uh <laughs> somebody who's Somebody who's put They're on YouTube. Massively so, found. He's got the found tapes. If that's what it is. 200,000 people have found, <laughs> found the tapes. Because uh-uh. we... Hey. Hey. <laughs> Rob Rochardo. I don't know if this is how Kelly talks now. You oh, see, God. This is, a, this is a Kelly impression. You see my tapes? <laughs> I lost them. <laughs> oh. Somehow he's turned into New York gangster again. <laughs> Rob, I'm doing my New York Italian. Again. He's I'm doing, doing my, the bios my, again. And um, Rob Rochardo's going, Hey, Kel. I think they're on YouTube, man. Squeakier, dude. Squeakier. Uh, hey, Cal. Yeah, that's better. That's I think better. they're on YouTube, man. <laughs> that's it, see, dude. You want to see my tapes? Yeah. I've got a really long tape. Yeah. I've got a really mid-length tape. And I've got a short tape. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And then Jerry gets in the mix and starts going, Hey, guys. Just calm it all down. Yeah. Just chill out. We found the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> So mellow. Oh dear. Caricatures. Um, oh, people saying that like, comedy segment. You do a really like. good squeaky voice, Rob Machado. Though I do. I think that's that's pretty impressive. I'm not even sure if Rob Machado sounds like that, but um, not at all. He does in my in, in my brain, not my imaginary sure. brain. That's it. Um, where were we? Go on. Now his vulnerability. You were talking about. Yeah, where? it is. I think he's. I think it's worth watching because I think um, you know, as a, as a surfer, when we watch content. You, you go, well, why? You know, why are we watching it? Well, it, it's something to do, <laughs> obvious. 
it's uh, supposedly and hopefully in, inspiring to a degree, yeah. motivating, um, gives you lessons, uh, you get gets you stoked to go. So you know, list goes on. Da 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 da. Entertaining in the moment, maybe gives you a flow experience because you're so absorbed in the content. I don't know. The list goes on and on and on. For me, what, the reason why I'd watch that is to just get this really visceral example of you could be Kelly Slater himself. And we've even said that line, dude. It was our, one of our taglines in a lot of our early shows. You could be Kelly Slater himself in a pair of bodies on a perfect four-foot bomb, riding like premier board, everything. About, and just and then come in and go, oh, it was a bit shit. Because he's on the beach after one of his sessions and he's just, there's this real like, there's just no, just no stoke at all. Yeah. And you want to almost go, to the side of the ship with police. Mr. Slater, step away from your expensive surfboard. <laughs> Mr. Slater, you are under arrest for calling the surf shit. Would you please step into the vehicle? He, um, they should just, when that happens, that's when you should have to listen. Just watch Barton Lynch for half an hour. Yeah. And make you feel like Yeah, Ke Ke Kelly needs that bit. But what's really, really cool, again, in the last couple of episodes, he's got this buddy of his who seems a bit like his sort of pseudo-therapist who's offering him great advice on things like, look, Kelly, and he says to him, because they've obviously got this rapport, he says, look, Kelly, how many world titles would you have to give me in order for me to tell you that you can enjoy your next hundred surfs, just enjoy them. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you got a point. I've got 11. Like, what am I doing? I've got fucking 11. I've got yeah. seven houses situated on the best, you know, seven point breaks in the yeah. world. <laughs> he's, he's, he, 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 to you the couldn't have more as a surfer. Well, he's got to the outside world. And this is why it's actually the important point here, as we've said a lot all along, because the, it connects to two things that's been the theme of this show for, uh, for, for a while is that one is that somebody's, the vision or the version of their life that you think they're having is not the reality of it. And the bit you see from the, superficial snapshotted world of particularly social media is not the real life that they're living because we are all human and we're all going through ups downs trials tribulations doesn't matter how great somebody's life looks doesn't look matter what they look to have their emotional journey and the challenges that they face are no different to whether you're sat on a gray drizzly day in scarborough looking at one foot wind slop you know and and so you've got to bear that in mind. But in some of these kind of shows kind of start to allow you to peek behind the curtain of that, don't they? Um, and, you, you know, it, it kind of it prevents you sometimes from getting perspective because you, you then sort of in your own life, because you only live your own life, look at other people's. And to go off back to the beginning and say, well, if you allow yourself to be happy for them when they're happy, if you allow yourself mm. to kind of have real joy for those people and not to compare yourself with them, because, as we've said again through the shows, comparison is the sort of robs you of that momentary joy that you should or should, you could be having. And so, once you do that, and you start to see that their life is their life and your life is your life, and you can have, yeah, as you say, that you can be inspired by it, but you don't need to compare yourself to it. Mm. And you can have a version and a vision of it, but you've got to also try and get to grips with the fact that that's not the reality that that person is living, no matter how 100%. amazing it looks from the outside. 100%. And I, 
I used to do it loads in my 20s and it would get me really down genuinely yeah genuinely where I would look at, at surfers surfing online and footage and things and it, it was um that was definitely a, a, a real uh, trigger and challenge uh, when I was much much more uh, unaware of how of the workings of my mind and ego and all these things and also I had less experience of life and and, and, and being a little bit more aware now that I am years later as well as more a little bit wiser from life experience too that learning two things uh simultaneously one it, it's just thought yeah and that's what they are they only have power if you really start to delve deep deep into them and get on you know they, and they suck you in mm. that what you know just one mm. just thoughts mm. about comparison about all oh, that life over there mm. etc and two and this is the biggie no matter what happens to humans they adapt and that is the best one of all because i to this you know to this day and we were saying this before weren't we before we started recording you know if not now when um there is no better day to be feeling your best yeah. it's it's just now yeah, yeah. <laughs> today's the best day you could ever have to have your best day ever today it's because it's the only one you're gonna have. Yeah. You're only gonna have today. It's a really bizarre idea. Get your head around it. If you properly get your head around that, you will have, as we all do, because we have epiphanies every day, a lot as aware humans. Oh, today. Oh, just, just today. We're only gonna have today, as just every day will be this thing called today. And 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 then so when you look at it like that, and then when we adapt, and and you could be in the mental ways. And don't get me wrong. Do not get me fucking wrong if we had a two or three weeker we would get a boost in happiness and that would be huge dopamine you'd be on a dopamine high yeah. you'd just be constant and that is happy it's like, it's 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 feel good juices my good god you get into your sixth week and your ninth week and so on and so forth and it's dulled down yeah that's the reality kelly it, kelly it almost you want to better say to mate you need a dopamine detox you need you need to, to to plonk yourself in the jungle, you know, with some you know shaman, and go through a bit of a spiritual journey, and just just get yourself away from this surfing environment for six months, something like that. Like he's almost like he just yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like that's the vibe I'm getting well, from him. Again, that's a Lopez thing. He went he went to the mountains, didn't he? And, and went to turn to snowboarding, stop surfing, uh, and then kite surfing and foiling and all that. And yeah, you're right. I mean. But that's therein lies the the nub of why surfing allows you to connect with scarcity. Uh, you know, there's that saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. Well, you can't get that in surf unless you surf it every day, and unless you have a you know, obviously Kelly's life is one big dopamine high from that's our version of it, from the outside looking in. But you can't just keep going up and up and up and up. It everything comes down. It's impossible. And so, you know. It, inevitably yeah how do you how do you hack that how do you kind of or how you have to go and sit in the down bit and it's just acknowledging that when you're in it you just you're going to stay there for a bit until it's all settled and you go oh, i'm ready to go again i'm ready to, to feel that joy and now the waves are back and i'm off i go and i've got the happiness and it's it's fascinating because I, I i've definitely as i'm sure we've all had had those surfs where you kind of going to know your dopamine receptors and your brain and body all these things a little bit fried from yeah whether it could be work or, or just lots of surfing or whatever it might be, that you then go into that next surf and, and it is dulled down. Yeah. 
and and you can be surfed out like surfed out i mean it's a, it's in some ways a lovely feeling yeah. as well but it's a real thing and, and and when we've had swell runs yeah here um my longest was the it was in october not last year year before where i think i did 30 days in a row every day surfing and there is absolutely no doubt the last 10 15 days were just my just habit of going in the sea yeah whereas really i wasn't thinking oh do i really want to surf i just oh let's surf go in but part of that as well <laughs> you know I, I mean? agree you just because of the scarcity mindset yeah you want oh, to... it might be gone next week it's like salted caramel your brain thinks you need to keep going at it because you know it's not going to be there but there you go and wave pools are the salted caramel muffin <laughs> <laughs> dude fuck yes because <laughs> Your brain's like, I need more, more, more. Yeah. But it's never going to switch off. So Correct. if you keep having more, you're going to get that contempt. But wave parks are great insight to that. Yeah. You can't get more and more dopamine. You can't yeah. get more happiness the yeah. more you do. You just, it'll diminish eventually. It maybe. Fast every well. Anyway. It's interesting. So but the, but there was something I was going to mention in that, the kind of, almost not to kind of, it's not like a soapbox political, but it's like there's part of the system, you know, and we obviously engage in it, in which we live as sort of society in this world that we've kind of, we say we've constructed, but uh, that has been constructed, and what we've allowed to be constructed as a sort of the seemingly status quo that is designed entirely to do two things. One is to stop you being in the moment because it's all about what you could have, what you should have, what the future is, uh, what you should be concerned about that's gone before, um, what might happen in, rather than what will actually happen. It's kind of like a a macro version of all the crazy thoughts you might have as a, as, a, as a human. And then the other thing to connect it with the surfed out thing, Will, is for me, there's goodness that I've found myself on this path that once humans start moving and tiring themselves out with physical work and good food, it's a path to happiness. It's like, you know, you don't want to go too biblical about it, but you know when they say that the, uh, idle hands are the devil's playground or a version of it, you say, you know, to be sedentary and to be trapped in a system that is about what might happen in the future and what you should think about that's gone before is the root of a lot of deep-seated unhappiness. And the, 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 the other side of that is move more, eat well, uh, preferably for, from our point of view, get in the water and find those benefits 100%. and all that kind of negative ions and the minerals and the goodness that comes from it. But it's it's breaking free of that is a huge huge societal issue and one that they everybody's going to have to con come to themselves a hundred percent and and one little bit of that that you were mentioning yeah. that you failed to include was sunbathing your testicles in, <laughs> yeah, in, in the sunshine yeah you know let's add that to the list obviously we, we've got we've got to make sure we remember Liam's hack from woo -woo a few episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> That's where I drift into the woo-woo. Drifting, drifting. And I think that's a, that's a Saladino one too. It's, you know, get your nuts in the sun. But um, he wouldn't eat them though. <laughs> not, not the, not, not the peanut. Well, he does eat nuts, Saladino. Like he, animal he can get nuts, his, doesn't he? If he can get his, hands, can on get his hands on some some squirrel's testicles, he's, he'll do it. Chowing them down. He'll do it. He'll flip that squirrel around. Get it, <laughs> yeah, just, get it in a the 69er position. <laughs> he doesn't do a live one. <laughs> Does it lie? Let me tell you what. Poor bloody squirrels. They're dangling there. Oh, dude, don't. Saladino, let me tell you what's bullshit. Kale, what's not bullshit? Uh, rimming a squirrel. <laughs> Sorry. There's I'm... nutrients on the butthole, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, He's great. No, let's get Paul Saladino on the show. Yeah. 
a bit of a he's legend. not shy of letting you know what he thinks though is no, he that, that, that's good on great. him authentic bloke I've taken whatever. a lot you know and again with all of this stuff guys and you listen to this and you go and like we listen to stuff you go well I'll have a bit of that and mm. that, that stuff I'm, is not for me and you instinctively know that sometimes don't that's you, it, if, you let, if you let your body tell you 100% we're going to come back to Carnival because uh, that's that's Paul Saladino he's kind of along with Sean Baker kind of Mr. Carnivore diet but we'll come back yeah. to all zero carb because I think that's a much better way of phrasing it Carnivore just sounds sounds a bit iffy yes I much prefer the phrase zero carb but we're going to come back to that in a second because yep. I've, I've got a lot of insights I want to share on that um Lovely intro, dude. Oh. Lovely intro. You were full of it today. Well, so I've... many little quips and jokes. You've had a, you've obviously you're going through. Well, should I can spell? I think it's your improved health as well. Well, there's two things. I've been uh, actually serious point on this. Doing doing two days uh, of solid beach kind of stuff on for other people really um, makes you feel good. Yeah. And uh, you're also away from technology. You're not got a, you're not got, got time to sort of. Uh, waste with mobile phone scrolling or any of that stuff. So that that's one part of it. And so when you do that, you're like, well, yeah, I can, I can sort of, um, I can live with that. So no, I think that's why. Also, just before we move into the next segment, because I was thinking about <laughs> when you go around some of the places on the north coast, and especially in Cornwall and these places, um, a lot of people got some very big apartments that they don't live in, right? And they. Uh, uh, and it reminded me of a joke from I'd seen from ages ago from some sort of old Yorkshire guy that was telling this. And it was about a landlord. And I'm just going to say, let's say, he's, let's say the landlord of this pub, summertime in Paul's F. For those that know it, I find this joke. And people are not leaving his pub. And they're all sort of drinking. And he's ring, ringing the bell. And he's like, come on, folks. Haven't you all got second homes to go to? <laughs> Oh, that's such a good one. That is a really nice one. Yeah. Worth remembering that. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really like that. That's a, that's a nice down-to-earth joke. Yeah. There. Very yeah, good. There you go. Very good. And it's clean. It's real clean. It's clean. family-friendly. That will do the globe, that one. Yeah. Because, you know. If we hear that being told, now that we're obviously one of uh, J.O.B.'s top eight must well, listen we to We haven't even mentioned podcasts. that yet. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll come on to that. Jamie O'Brien... And the Mindful Surfer team up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> buried in the Jamie <laughs> O'Brien website. Yeah, it's slightly buried it, within yeah, his yeah. site. But at least it's on there. It's on there. We'll come back and to it. We're going to discuss We're very that. grateful for it. So oh, we are. We are. And thank G- you, Jim and Jamie. Jim and Jamie. Yeah, big time. Big time. Thank you, both of you, massively. Um, let's share, let's share yeah. it now. We, we, yeah. So, yeah, we, we <clears throat> have been put on uh, Jamie O'Brien's uh, website. This was going to be in Surf Media Insight, wasn't it? But let's go. We've Keep just going. we've just gone there anyway. Go wild um, because we've just talked about it just now. And um, yeah, we're on there. You know, this, these are the ten podcasts worth listening to. Eight, um, eight, eight or oh, eight. Excuse me, excuse me. And we're up there at the top of the list, and it's really, really nice. It's you know that's in very esteemed company. Um, it's lots of wonderful podcasts there for surfing. Um, and yeah, it's because we've sort of done done a little bit of work with um, with Jim who's this uh, Jim Edmondson again big shout out to Jim what a legend and Jamie they've worked together on various projects and we've sort of been involved a little bit in the background and we will discuss more as time very exciting very exciting Um, but yeah it's really cool hey hope you're enjoying the show if you connect with what we do here at the Mindful Surfer why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review because the more ratings we have 
the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. So, segment number two, a bit of mindfulness. Um, just take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. And take another breath in. And breathe out slowly. Take another breath in through your nose. Just really take in the view around you right now. And then breathe out. And one last breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. Great stuff, guys. Um, segment number three, Mind Body Stoke. I've got a very specific one to share today. So soon after our last recording, I started my third instalment of carnivore, or ze- excuse me, zero carb. Zero carb challenge. Um, how long can I go zero carb for to gain um, these potentially phenomenal benefits f- for myself? Um so to give you a backstory, and I'm sure if you've listened to the show a lot, you'd know my backstory in terms of um, my, my knee uh, being the main uh, sort of issue on my joints. Uh, a couple others, like we've all got bits and bobs. But the knee the knee's my big one, and it, <clears throat> and it does get stiff, and it gets swollen, and it does things I don't want it to, and whatever else. Now, I, going back two years ago... Uh, looked at this diet and this diet I, I'd actually I'd actually seen Sean Baker on Joe Rogan okay so that's really worth checking out if you you guys uh, want to watch someone talk about this quite radical diet to be honest and when I first heard Sean on Joe's uh, Joe Rogan show whew, I was uh, everything I thought about diet got blown out of the water and I just I really honestly um, just didn't believe him just straight up uh, I think most people wouldn't when we yeah. talk about what this diet is. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've, I'm the same. Yeah, Completely, I've been, I've been the same. Which is what I, which is what I love about this whole thing because of how our opinions change over time, which I think is a very healthy thing. Anyway, subsequently, a couple of months carry on going by, and I'm still surfing in pain and getting swelling and getting issues. And I eat a really clean diet. I eat a pretty good diet, um, but there's grains in there and carbs and there's certain vegetables and fruits and there's certain bits there are bits that, that could, could be according to this guy sean and uh paul saladino there could, could be some issues here okay fine let's just give it a crack let's let's have a go at it uh did my first ever carnival challenge and uh, a man is seven days and the reason why i only did seven days i keep saying carnival challenge i'm going to stick with fucking carnival for sake this the sake of this go sick because it's more just, controversial just, when you say yeah, carnival people it gets, say it. people's hackles are carnival up. diet go for it Got to day seven, bleh, get me off. Ah, oh, I can't carry on. However, I'd experienced on and off two and a half years of knee swelling, pain issues. It took three days and it was gone. So in that one week, I learned a couple of things. One, it has a hugely powerful effect for some people to lower inflammation levels, whether it be brain, body, skin, whatever. Uh, two, it is a hell of a challenge. And I wasn't ready 
mentally for the challenge. I couldn't face another uh, eggs and salmon or uh, steak and just nothing else. I, I just, uh, get me, I got to have some veg. Did my next challenge. And my next challenge was about a year later because again, I got fed up with my knee, yada, yada, yada. I did 21 days. And I gave myself, after that 21 days, I think something like 14 to 16 months of completely pain-free. R- running around, just, just charging around. And, I, and I've got no cartilage in my right knee. I've had two ACL operations on it and it's mangled. But I was just, oh, I've not got any knee issues. Did you include organ meats? As so organ meats were in there, of course. So, so liver being the main one. Uh, and that reminds me because actually I've not been having much liver on this latest uh, carnivore challenge because I'm on my third one. So I'm on my third one at the moment. I'm on day 13 today. And where I'm looking to stop is somewhere near uh, a weekend event coming up, social social weekend. So I'm going to stop on that day and, and whatever. And I would have done about 17 or, or so days. What humbles me each time I do this is two things. One, my habitual mind not letting me make a, a habitual change when clearly the writing has been on the wall in the back of my mind for six fucking months. So six months of going along with the poor knee, 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 not being able to run. Yes, I'm managing it well. I can surf. I can surf fine. I've got no major issues with it really. But in the back of my mind, knowing that I'm due, I'm massively due a detox of some kind or whatever. And then finally, you know, secondly, then finally facing up to that. Oh, God, come on. Smell the roses and just do something about it. Because it is a challenge. And, and it's it's a real insight into how addictive carbohydrates are. I, I, I'll go as far as saying with the clients I've worked with over the years, um, it, it is right up there with alcohol, cigarettes and drugs. Carbohydrate is absolutely right up there and i'm going to as far as saying it's possibly even more addictive because it's quote-unquote healthy it's quote-unquote safe it's quote-unquote oh it's what everyone does so oh you're not in the big crowd we're over here in the big crowd everyone does carbs like don't be an idiot like it's and so there's so many subconscious reasons why carbs end up being actually some ways even more addictive than some heavy drugs but Getting that across, I mean, most people think you're an absolute maniac when you say that. Uh, Well, I mean, the last few years have given me a bit of an insight into the fact that sometimes the people who, from the outside looking in, seem to be maniacs have got some really good things to say if you can be bothered to sit down and actually listen to the nuance of of where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And and I hope more people realise that, that they're kind of, almost the more somebody says, oh, don't listen to that guy, whether there's somebody in the pub or it's somebody at work or there's somebody in the news and most of the time, if powerful people are telling you not to listen to somebody, particularly if they're a sort of not very powerful person, and that by saying things, they're not really doing, not getting anything out of it. They're just sort of speaking from probably the heart, you know, which is that old thing that we used to be allowed to speak from. And as long as it came from there, there was a room and for civilized open debate. But that seems to have gone. And, and so in some ways, seeking out the crazies is the route to finding kind of things that might benefit you over time and it's controversial and as that might be whatever that is for you i'm not talking about any specific area but don't don't make your mind up based on hearsay about someone or something that in itself is simply hearsay because there seems to also be a correlation and that's why it's whether you agree with people like baker or saladino or not 
that the most vociferous critics of any of that stuff, even you mentioned Joe Rogan, even some of Joe Rogan's stuff, and you know, I, some stuff of his I love, some stuff I'm not so keen on. But what what they tend not to be is the thing that they've been described as when you really listen to them. And the people who've done that describing, I would say 99% of them have never sat either spoken to them or listened to what they've got to say they're just doing it as a hit job and so, so find out your own information and that's it same with mm. me on things like mm. that i was fully in the veggie pesky club and i felt shit mm. and cardiologists now particularly coming onto this there's a few and I'll, I'll, I'll maybe share them in the next show uh guys that i've read recently who are talking about low-carb diets mm. for heart health in mm. particular mm. um and that's why, you know, the system, as I mentioned, you go into a hospital, you go on a cardiology unit, a friend of mine had a heart operation, and his partner, who's a really good friend of mine as well, she's a super nu- into nutrition, and she had a word with the surgeon because she couldn't believe the food that was being served in British hospitals, she's from Austria, food that was being served in British hospitals to somebody who's recovering from heart surgery. And invariably, it's the stuff that's put them in there in the first place. I, I totally do. I mean, if that's not no, the I know, clinical no, no. definition of insanity, I do not know what is. <laughs> Just, it's bonkers. And the thing is, on, on this, to, to really clarify, because if you are interested, you know, you've got inflammation somewhere yeah. in your body and you are genuinely interested in researching more about this this carnivore diet and what it's doing for people, because there is some incre- is, a, is a booming uh, list of anecdotes of, of positive results to this and how much it's, it's it throws so much you know up in the air about what we knew knew or, or, or know about nutrition and and wellness that that's to, to go to, to some distinct places so we do recommend sean baker paul saladino but the carnivore code is the book by um uh, saladino Sal- saladino and the thing with all these things and we've said this many times firstly am i biased 100 percent, yes is Saladino biased? Hundred percent. Are all human, all human beings biased? One hundred percent. They can ne- that can never yeah. ever be changed. But don't use that as the reason why you can't pick out some grain of truth, because there is a grain of truth in everything that, that, that people say. Although you want me eating grains after listening to it. The truth uh, is the grain. The truth is the grain. There's a truth of grain in there. <laughs> but the, the, that's interesting because. Like you say, uh, you pick bits out. You don't have to go full, full yeah. solid, you know, full. You recommended totally. to me, Will, again, which probably helped you, the perfect health diet. Um, and I f- I, I'm, I'm terrible because I usually remember authors' names, but these two, uh, husband and wife team, aren't they? Who are sci- yeah. like, Paul, Paul Hamony. And deep scientists. I mean, these guys are sort of super, they're both like from very esteemed branches of science. And they were trying to hack their health and they went through all sorts of things. I mean, they went very much to the sort of paleo thick isn't it that's very much i I always call it paleo asian uh paleo asian being that sort of uh rice uh influence so so being being a safe starch yeah and 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 and, and eat generally paleo lots of bone broth lots of meat and fish veggies but but include rice and rice rice noodles that's a really good place to start in a way isn't it because it's kind of it's it it, they it's very balanced so far i mean halfway through it at the moment but i'm finding that incredible reading i i I, it's still my my favorite nutrition book of all time and i've read over 100 i don't know 150 nutrition books more and listen to thousands of hours of podcasts and and it's still to this day if i whittle it all down to one book it's the it is the perfect health diet yeah um and in, in in some people's view, quite quite an arrogant title, to a degree. You know how we come up with the yep. perfect health diet. Yep. However, if you look at the nuance of, of of this this book, 
it's the, it's the sheer depth of and volume of research that's gone into it. Well, it's quite remarkable, and that's that's what really sets it apart. For well, it's, it's, and it doesn't come across as doctrine. It doesn't no. It, do, it, it gives alternatives for sort of like a vegetarian perfect health diet it, it, and a vegan perfect health diet because what they're trying to suggest is, is, is it's about removing these toxins from your food. From your and diet. that's it's, it's the toxins, isn't it? That's and, the and almost that's the way that sort of we're pushed with veganism and factory fart, factory. Uh, or rather hyper-processed big food company products you're pushed out of what is re- the jerf stuff the just eat real food now, and it is a misleading title Will you're right and I think that's where I would when I've tried to I've, I'm talking about it particularly at home the perfect health diet sounds quite arrogant but when you break it down and you look at the nuance it's a, it's a very unpreachy book yeah, and it's yeah. very open to other areas in fact you know, you know um, there's, the, there's, there's sometimes that's what puts people off Baker and Saladino is that they are they can be prone to heavy um, arrogance towards the people that they disagree with. And I get that, right? They've, they've probably had slings and arrows thrown at them throughout their whole uh, journey of where they've got to. But the Hamini uh, book is a bit more... It, it's, if, it, again, if, you're a, if, if, you, if you've got science background, you'll enjoy reading it because they break down in chapters for people who are literate in that field. The heavy science behind... Uh, how your body reacts to certain foods, 100%. and it's 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 great. It's a great book. What is what is also remarkable about that book, the Perfect Health Diet, is that in the back, um, it's the only book in in nutrition literature that has done this and done it so well. And it is, I mean, hats off to those guys. Yeah. Is they've broken down uh, macronutrient by macronutrient, carb, fats, proteins, the usefulness of them all. Um, not saying one's not good the other one bad the fats bad good, carbs good or vice versa but but actually discussing the nuance within them all because we all have our in, our individual health journeys and they even discuss the benefits of, of a keto low carb interventions for certain problems and whatever else so so they break that down beautifully and it's like it's like an it's like artwork it is unbelievable and then the final bit of the book if you're interested in health again it's just it's startling is that no matter what diet you eat it will cover with you moment uh, chapter uh, paragraph by paragraph paragraph where you get your selenium where you get your zinc where you get your copper and and, and all these vital micronutrients which people overlook and and they'll do things like take a multivit to get them and they'll even talk about that in the book and is that valid and can you can you over nutrition your body for example zinc is quite dangerous in high doses but is actually incredibly dangerous in low doses too. So that's what makes the book so special. It's a piece of art, that book. It, I really, it, I, I think it's a remarkable book. Yeah, so far for me, it's the same. It's a, it's, it's one of the books it's all where all about you, balance. You, it's like, just balance. Yeah, it goes yeah. all the way back to his old Lopez, the yin yang film that he's made. Is the, it, is, it kind of walks the line between mm-hmm. the order and chaos of one side saying this and the other side, side saying that. And they are, and, and you're right about the, the kind of, we're pushed to say, well, don't worry. It's almost like you know this kind of bit where it's it's kind of forgetting. That's why we. That's why the mindful surf is interesting in, in from a mind perspective and a body perspective and a happiness perspective. Sometimes supplements are like forgetting that we're human. So how how as humans do we react to emotions in the same way as how do we react to food and the bioavailability of stuff that we've eaten uh, for hundreds of millions, you know, millions of years, um, is in food that's already provided on this wonderful earth in which we live but there is a movement to say well you move away from that and that's perhaps and this this the book is powerful on that is where ill health starts start well it's where it starts 
This is it. Forgetting we're human. This is this is it, and I completely agree. And again, you know what they make make this that book so great is that you're looking. It's looking at food um, without without doctrine. It's yeah. just looking at the research, and 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 then you can start you can start making your own decisions based on what you see in it. And same with all any book. I mean, you you what we're trying to do is is we're trying to <clears throat> look at things through the most mindful lens we can. And is that are we are we able to do that fully, 100%? No, because like I said, I, I think that we all have a natural leaning, a natural, natural bias, and and not only that, but we we have placebo, and there's loads of these things involved, and that makes that, that's what makes it so hard to answer sometimes, and 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 so nuanced and um, mysterious. Yeah, and we have our biases and we, too, and all that stuff. But but if you can just have that mindful lens when you look at things, and 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 t- how you take on information, um, you will inevitably find <clears throat> the grain of truth. In, in 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 things that you read. If um, I see anybody's whatever. book out there that is titled "The Truth of Grain," there <laughs> might already be one out there, right? Yeah, and sure I, and forgive me if there is. We'll know where it comes from. There you go. Un- unless there is this thing where thoughts, because we're all connected, this is very woo woo. Somebody can have the same original thought as you at the same time, somewhere completely different in the world. There you go. Let's let let go on that woo woo train. That's a, that's decent. Yeah. Nobody actually universe. come out with your waterproof socks yet. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not yet. Well, we got a number of inventions to God, yeah. we go down that road. Um, but um, yeah, no, it, 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 I just wanted to cover that, and I and I so I've had this incredible benefit from this third phase in the carnivore approach. Um, and 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 you think about the why, and and I think this is where as surfers we have a very very unique um, and blessed position because. You've got something to inspire you. Yeah. You've got a reason to do this fucking thing. Yeah. And if there's something niggling, your back's just pissing you off and your shoulder or whatever it is, just give something a crack. Because uh, believe me, the 80-20 rule, and I swear by this rule, that, and, and, I, and, I've, and, I've, and some clients listen and do, and do as well. Some listen and don't and whatever. And that's all right. But the, the, the thousands of people I've helped over the years, if people can tune into this, that, you know, let's just have your body and mine included too just there right and what is the influence of, of of diet and what is the influence of your training and your exercise and your lifestyle and it is 80% diet and yeah. 20% the rest not the other way around because because the other way around that most servers are used to is because they're already physically active and they're very fit they're like oh great I've got a bad but I'll just up the fitness I'll just do more Pilates, I'll do more. And he's like banging your head against a fucking brick wall because you'll get some benefit. God, we've got to take care of the physical body. We've got to train it. We've got to stretch it. We've got to do all it. Don't get me wrong, but the bulk is the food. Well, it's a bit. It is. Eat better, surf longer, whatever, all of that stuff. And, it, and also, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Christ's yeah. sake. There are so many people I know who just eat pretty well, you know, healthy and just... No complications, carry on surfing right through into their 40s, 50s, 60s, and whatever. And, Great. and, that, and that, God, isn't that, well, that's wonderful. But yeah. some people, it's, it can be If you're thriving different. on uh, Doritos, Chili Heat Wave, Chris, Salad Cream Sandwiches, you knock yourselves out. <laughs> that sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I used to, I, I, oh, crisp sandwiches when I was a lad, they were Oh, oh we thought we were we thought we were living the dream and we were having crisp sandwiches. Oh, man. Oh. Ah, um, wow. Hell of a segment. Segment number four, 
uh, surf media insight. Now we've covered a fair bit of surf media already. Um, but is there anything that's come up for you, dude? Because um, you, I'm really excited on. to go. As I say, I've, unfortunately, I can't go to the Croyd one. I was chatting to um, someone at the weekend about this actually on Saunton Beach about the fact that Jerry Lopez was making an appearance on the North Coast. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I'll have to find another screening of it. There's um, it, it, uh, predictably and. Uh, I won't poke too much fun at them. Patagonia are um, are sponsoring it, I think, or they've funded it. And fair play to them because it will get a lot of coverage. This, so there's sort of screenings all around the country, um, from in, in fact all around the world. But uh, if you if across the UK from London, I think uh, all the way up to the northeast coast in Scarborough, and then down to places like Hale and Croyd and all the sort of surf spots around there, probably Ireland as well, and then um, across Europe. So hopefully one of those locations and times will work out. If not, I'll just have to get a dodgy copy off some bloke in the pub and watch it online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about watching that. I think Jerry Lopez, um, when he speaks, you listen. Yeah. And it's rare that he he, 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 he speaks from his centre, so you, you do just listen. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's non-egoic. Um, because even if he was to discuss his ego, which he would happily, he would still be doing it you know, non-egoically oh. and, and, and just the whole thing's very, very zen, very centred and what yeah. a great example to us all of just um, keeping the stoke alive. Yes. That's what it's all about. And I think just in terms of that is kind of his his spirit for the brotherhood of surfing and, you know, on, on a serious note, you know, to end the show, Will and I just wanted to sort oh, of yes. send our love mm. to um, Leighton from the UK Surf Show and his wife Rachel and Effie, their little girl, who are going through a pretty... Uh, shitty time I would say at the moment so um, uh, all our sort of thoughts prayers and a lover with them and hopefully you can send them as well as uh, mindful surfers indeed well said dude yeah. well said indeed and we'll see you next time cheers guys cheers. thank you <laughs>